Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up people? This is DJ. Hey mi gente, this is Ish. And, and this, this is season, season two, 2 of Pero Let, Let Me Tell You. She looks like somebody's idea of what an elderly Korean woman would look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she does well you know anyway so what happens when you go to the candy shop and lick the lollipop I don't want to lick that lollipop si me queda como lock him how many licks does it take to get to the center of the oh oh anyway is this episode 51 this is episode 51. Yeah. 51, como canal 51 del mundo. Ah. Well, I like their new logo. What's it's not their that new logo anymore, but it was newer. They got rid of the, the T. Okay, like everyone. Well, welcome to episode 51 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Yes. Thank you guys for joining us. And well, first and foremost, what I want to say is a big thank you to the Magic City Casino and Burger mm-hmm. Beast for including us in the events this past weekend. Yes. Yeah, so much fun. We had a lot of fun and a lot of food. I think I'm still full of sandwiches. I was full with sandwiches for like two days after because, you know, I took a crate load of sandwiches home. Um, (laughs) You look like you robbed a food truck. I did. But we, you know, as we said in last week's episode and as we posted on our Instagram, we were the judges at the Gate um, 
the sandwich, sandwich of Miami. And we had uh, how many entries were there? Seven? Seven. Seven of the best cool sandwiches. Sandwiches. They weren't cool sandwiches. sandwiches. And let's just say that thank God we had to pace ourselves. You know, they would give us a, a new sandwich every 20, 25 minutes yeah. because it was a lot of food. But we had a lot of fun. We were with Burger Beast. Yes. We were with Martha of Miami, and we were with uh, our new friend, our new friend Andrew from, um, from Night Owl Cookies. Night Owl Cookies. Yeah. So we had a good time in the trailer VIP. Yeah. They're not gonna complain. No, no. <laughs> free drinks and air conditioning. Not the complaint. <laughs> not the complaint. So yeah. and we had a really good time at the the Mega Mix Beer Music Festival too. Oh um, yes, yes. Um, as promised, a shout out to three hundred five the the Miami MIA Beer MIA Beer Company. Yep. Um, we met up with them. They were absolutely great. Yeah. They and were the sponsor uh, brewery of the event. I bought one of their t-shirts. You did. So a big, big shout out to them. And and for the record, I am not a beer drinker whatsoever, but they had this guayaba beer. Regresa a mi. It's funny because really good. I, I kept I kept telling you, so I'm like, it smells like guayaba here. Like, <laughs> why am I smelling guayaba? Again, everywhere? in Miami, it could just be Miami. Right. It could be the Miami mist. <laughs> right. You know? right. Our sereno is guava. But there wasn't scented. anything like, there wasn't like a baterito stand no, or anything no, like that. No, no. So I'm like, where is this guayaba scent coming from? And it's because <laughs> the MIA beer uh, company had a guayaba um, flavored beer. And I actually tried it and I, I went for second. When yeah, we had we tried. Really I went for seconds and thirds, which again, I'm not a beer drinker. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, our hats off to them for trying to do something that, um, you know, I, I know beer is like a very serious, you know, um, no, but it's, but it's, very fun. Serious. It, it's fun, but it's serious in the sense that people that make beer oh, take, yeah, take yeah, the yeah, craft yeah. very seriously. Yes. You know, they don't half ass it. No. Um, but it's good to see that they're doing something that is very, very Miami because I don't think you'll find guayaba beer, Minneapolis. No. You'll find Paisley beer. Paisley beer, purple beer, yeah, but not, not Guayaba beer. beer. So no. our hats off to them. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, you know, again, I, I always say this all the time, but we are very grateful and we still can't believe that we get invited to all these cool things and we don't get to hang out, you know, and People just are like, oh my God, the bit let me tell you guys are like, us. <laughs> us, little us. us? So. Like we look behind us, like must be somebody behind us. You yeah, know, it's uh, the other bit let me tell you guys. So. <laughs> Anyway, Widow, moving into our hot topics of the week before we get to our awesome Ooh. interview. Yes, with Orlando Leba. Some of you may have seen his comedy, and for those of you who haven't, what the hell is wrong with you? Um, super funny guy and really just a great interview. We, we had a really nice time just chatting with him. Like I was telling you earlier, I edited it down because we just kept Talking. Yeah, we loved him. He, he's been with him on so Jimmy Fallon. He was hilarious on Jimmy Fallon. He has his own HBO special. I mean, so the guy, the guy is really doing doing it right now. And we were um, lucky enough to have him on the show, and he was great. And like speaking to him, it was like speaking to an old friend. So yeah, absolutely. You know who's not having a very lucky day though? The making Jesse Smollett. I of Mio. Empire. The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, <laughs> something is striking back. So let's review the case a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So what day was it? That it was this about happened? end of January, give or take. So he, he, there's a report that, you know, he was a victim of a hate crime, both, mm-hmm. um, homo, you know, homophobia, homophobic and, and racist today and racist. And, um, allegedly he was beat up, uh, pursuant to the pictures that were released. It, mm-hmm. it just shows some lacerations in the face and he was, um, 
covered with al- with uh, bleach, bleach. Mm-hmm. and there was either at first it was reported it was a noose, but a rope. I mean, but either then way, there was as they said it was a rope, right? But a rope and a noose are two different. They're the same thing, but different in the sense like if if I were to say that that you had a noose around your neck, it's because you had a noose around your neck. If you have a rope around your neck, I would report that you had a rope around your neck. I I, I don't know. I, I find the technicality of it important. Okay. Even if the intention is the same, I find the technicality and the reporting of it important. But nonetheless, um, this came out and everybody was outraged, including right. myself. Yeah. Oh, and likewise. And he said that they yelled, you know, this is MAGA, MAGA country. This is MAGA country. And when this happened, he allegedly was on the phone with his manager, I believe. Mm-hmm. That is what the initial allegation states. And, you know, people were outraged. I mean, we may be in a very divisive time right now politically, and there may be a lot of animosity, but it's not every day that you see an actual hate crime to this extent, especially on a public public, figure. Um, And something kind of inoffensive in a sense, because he's not... Who really has an opinion on Jesse Smollett. Right, he's one of these guys, he's he's very well-liked, and I mean, he's... Flies would, under the radar mostly. Yeah, and I wouldn't say he's somebody who's particularly controversial. Right, right. Um, he's a, he, he's an activist, but again, he's not somebody who, who up to now has been particularly mm-hmm. in the middle of any controversy. So, again, those were all things that's kind of like, I mean, this could happen to anybody, obviously. Right, right. But, but you know, we're all things like, oh, wow, I mean, this happened to this guy. Excuse me. And, yeah, everybody was outraged. So, early on, or a few days later, you know, the first kind of like, Hmm. Right. First kind of element of this that kind of made the news that people started to wonder was the fact that the police had asked him for his phone so they could yeah. retrieve the phone records. Yeah. And, and that's standard in any investigation. I mean, right. if you may, if you state in your allegations that you were on the phone when this happened, they gotta check your records. they're going to check your phone records. Right. And that's something that's very standard. They're going right. to, they're going to check everything. And he refused to give initially his phone records. And that was like the first that thing that kind of I found that very odd. Honestly, even at that point, I didn't well, I, I didn't believe on, but that right. this was fake. What it turned right. out to right. be, or it could be or, or fake. could turn out to um, be. You know, because let's be honest here. Maybe he had content on his phone that he didn't want to share. You know, whether it was fair enough, but you and, know, and whether that, it was, was no. personal pictures okay. or personal text. Maybe there was something in his phone he didn't want to share. That was his his I don't want to say defense, but that was his explanation. I can understand it. I can sympathize, blah, 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 blah. You know, he didn't want the cops to have Taraji P. Henson's phone number or whatever. <laughs> but if you are the victim of such a vicious attack, I I would like to think that if that happened to me, knock on wood, that it doesn't, I would be like, what do you need? What Absolutely. Do you need? Absolutely. But even at that point, I, but that's, I didn't, when that came out, I didn't automatically think. I didn't automatically think, but I did think, you were so adamant, and now you're right. Being, I, I I was thinking maybe you know from a legal perspective, right, I was right. thinking like this doesn't look right. Just give this, give just this do it, it, right? Because the more you resist, the more it's going to look bad on you, right? Right. So I mean that's just the way that I see it, but I didn't necessarily think it was what it's turned into. So then more investigations are done. There is no um, surveillance of the actual um, incident, right? And it's the one area where the cameras weren't working. I believe, right. right. There's no surveillance of the actual incident, but there was surveillance of two men walking down the street 
around the time that this happened and the men fit the description that he stated were the aggressors. Mm -hmm. So more investigation takes place. They identify the men. They arrest them and they bring well, them. Well, they didn't arrest them. They brought them in. They arrested them because oh. they were fleeing the country. Oh, I thought they brought them in and they didn't officially. They were going to. They, no. They, they got charged and they dismissed the charges. They, they arrested them. They brought them in. They questioned them. And then they were released and no charges were pressed okay, against okay. them. Right? So during the, the investigation of these two men and the testimony, then the police, the Chicago police releases a statement stating that the focus of the, based on new evidence, the focus of the investigation has shifted. Right. And now Jesse Smollett is no longer seen considered a victim in this right. Well, they, and they wanted to speak with him again, which they again wanted, is standard practice. Right, but, but, the, but the, the most important key element in that re statement that the Chicago police released was that this was no longer being investigated as him being the victim. Right. Which that's enormous because this started with an allegation that he right. was the victim of a hate crime. So the fact that he was no longer being considered a victim is, you know, quite important and relevant kind of. to the event. Kind of. And so... There's a, a few back and forth. He says he's not going to further testify. Um, so now it's been he's said, officially been charged, huh? He's officially been charged with, was, with filing a false. Statement. When was that today? Literally just happened. Okay, well, as hot off yeah, the press, hot off the press. <laughs> I was looking at it. I was on. This is what happens when you're busy in the office all day, <laughs> which I generally do. So he's been officially charged. Yeah. I'm um, just going to one second. I'm actually pulling it up here. Jesse Smollett officially charged with felony for filing a false police report. Okay. Well, there we go. So what are we going to do about this? What, what do we think of this? I have lots of questions. Um, first and foremost is why? And I think that's the question on everybody's mind. If... And, I, and I, I'm reserving benefit of the doubt here because I still want to believe that if somebody is making these types of allegations, they're not making it up, right? Like, I would hate for this to turn into the next time somebody is the victim of a hate crime. Oh, they're probably making it up like that Jesse Smollett guy. Right. I mean, I, 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 think, I, I think people are still believed. I mean, I it doesn't change my opinion on people that make these type of reports. Yours. Yours. No, I mean, yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying. And I mean, look, there's always going to be skeptics to anything. Absolutely. You absolutely. Know? There's women who say they're raped and there's people till this day that will be like, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. Yeah. No, no, no. Fair enough. But what, to what end? Like, what was his end goal? If, if it turns out that all these stories are true and he not only orchestrated it, but rehearsed it, put it all together. I mean, just to the magnitude that this has gone on, where he even had an interview where he's like crying and saying, this is true. I don't care if people don't believe me. To what end? What was his goal? I, that's, that's what I scratch my head in. Uh, what, what was your goal? What were you going to gain from this? Because <clears throat> was it nothing that you to wanted to bring negative attention to people that support Donald Trump? Uh, is it that you wanted to bring awareness into hate crimes. I mean, there's what, so many other ways to do that. I know, I know, and obviously, I understand <laughs> yeah. that. But I mean, exactly. What was it? What was it? You know, um, was he trying to show that as a celebrity, you know, he could still be anybody uh, could be uh, anybody can even somebody like him was celebrity. I have to tell you, the first thing of that case that I found weird, mm -hmm. I did, obviously I did not think that it was right, right. fabricated based on this. <clears throat> but the first thing that I found weird was the bleach. Because I'm like, who hangs, who walks the streets of downtown Chicago with a 
thing of fair enough of bleach. But, but okay even that and even the rope right like who's walking around with these things but initially he had allegedly which now i'm calling that into question too received a threatening letter mm-hmm. so maybe these were people who were following him you know they they had already sent a letter to the empire you know where they filmed empire or the production they knew he was in chicago maybe you know what i mean like if you're again but why were they so dead set on him right like but okay let's say you're really dead set on having this happen to a particular person you could stalk them and you know and and <laughs> you could stalk them no but like you know That's an alternative you know, no, no 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 but i mean it's stalked them to the point where like you know their schedule and right. so you can plan ahead and have a bottle of bleach or whatever i don't i don't know you know but i will say this and i'm putting it on record it is february 20th 9 40 p.m he was just charged I guarantee it's Battle Friday. I guarantee by Friday, by Battle Friday, there will be a statement saying that he has entered some type of treatment facility. You think so? Oh, of course. And then he's going to come out and say that this was a very dark time in his life. Absolutely. So that um, absolutely he was suffering from emotional Mark distress my and um, Mark my words. He's going to go into some type of treatment center because that's what always happens in these situations. Right, and he needs some time to carefully think about his action and what he's done. Exactly. The place in his life. And then later, probably by the end of the year, he's going to sit down with, like... I was going to say Robin Givens. Robin Roberts. Again, since she's um, interviewed him a few times, saying he was in a very dark place in his time. Yeah. Um, He was, you know, he was very depressed. He was coming to terms of who he was and what he was doing. As a celebrity. As a celebrity. And, you know, he was in a very, very, very dark place where he couldn't make decisions. You know that dark place Lady Gaga lives in? Yes, the um, the Gaga cave. The the Gaga cave. (laughs) And that as such, he made very bad decisions. But instead of recording a song with R. Kelly, (laughs) he made (laughs) Right? Again, another alternative if you're in Chicago. It's just a damn shame because I actually like him very much. And I think he is mega talented. Yeah. And and Empire, I mean, That shows... I, mean, that, I haven't seen it in a season, but it's really good. That, I mean, he's one of the best characters on that show. Yeah. And now there's talk that they're going to either, I don't know if they're going to fire him, but they're certainly going to cut his scenes for now. Well, yeah. So, so there's a chance that he's not even going to be on the show indefinitely or for the permanently. Fu- for the future, yeah. And, and it's just a shame. I mean, he's he, he literally sabotaged his own career. And, I mean, I just... I just think that it's it's such a stupid move, aside from the fact that being a flat-out lie, it's just a stupid move because in this world today of, like, social media and security and surveillance and everything, everybody knows where you're at. I mean, everybody knows where you're at. So to corroborate something, it's not it's not very easy to prove or disprove something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and that he thought that he could fabricate this intricate story and that nobody would be the wiser. Maybe he thought, well, you know, um, nobody... They'll never, they'll never find the guys. They'll, they'll never find the guys. And, you know, I'm in a celebrity and they're not going to, you know, they're, they're just going to focus on the on the victimization part of it. Right. I mean, who knows? Who knows what he was thinking? Who knows what he was thinking? But it's just, it's a damn shame. It really, really is because I, I really like him. And I think that he, in doing this, he, he, he hurt not only himself, but he gave such ammunition to these Trumpers. He hurt two communities. He hurt two once. community and two causes. Two causes that, you know, have, have worked so hard mm-hmm. to move ahead, you know, and that it, it's been such a sacrifice and, and struggle and struggle for so many years to move ahead and to be yeah. heard. And now he just took the movement back 
you know, a couple steps, a yeah. couple, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many, forward, three yeah. steps back, you know, yeah. um, but he also Wait, gave are ammunition. Are you saying the perpetrator was actually MC Scott? <laughs> <laughs> he, he gave ammunition to these people yeah. because these people are now going to be like, see, see, everything they say about us is made up. And they're all, all these leftist liberals, you know, yeah. snowflakes, they're all liars and they make stuff up for their own agenda. And then it's like, there's no defense in this case. Right. But it's sad because it doesn't become an isolated incident. Now you become emblematic. Right. Of everyone who thinks slightly like you. Yeah. It's, I, I, I'm very interested to see where this goes, to see what happens, um, to see if I'm right about the treatment center. You'll probably go to, what is it, the Promises Center in, like, Sedona In Malibu. In Malibu or wherever. You know what's weird? When I watch Hulu, many times I get served, like, rehab treatment commercials. Oh, yeah? They know? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Are, the camera's on, apparently. They know. They so, know everything. Jesse Smollett, shame on you. If yeah. I mean, if, if if this turns out to be if this turns out to be yeah. true, shame on you. I mean, you let a lot of people, you let a lot of us down. A lot, a lot of people that were in your corner, you you let them down immensely. And you know what? Everybody makes mistakes, and everybody regrets things. And we, you know, we all have yeah, bad judgment calls and 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 do stupid, stupid things. But I mean. How did he really think he was going to get away with this? I mean, well, you know why? Because apparently, I'm assuming he didn't have anybody to run this idea by, like Burberry. Oh, which, you know, what we talk about like every week, how, you know, right. things like, get by. And yeah, did, you didn't run this by anybody? Mm-hmm. So for, for listeners who don't know, recently, so moving, moving to our next, moving to our next mini topic. topic. <laughs> recently, Burberry released a coat. And it, I could be, it's a coat. That has, I guess, in place of like a scarf, where a scarf would be, or what have you, it's a noose. There's no debating whether it's oh a rope. To your point I just earlier, think that you don't get art. It's I don't get art. Nor European music videos. But go ahead. It was from Japan. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Um, and now I'm ready to jump. I. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? I haven't got much time to waste. So. Burberry. For <laughs> I can make it alone. I could just sing it. I can make it alone. I can make it alone. Are you ready to jump? Get ready to jump. Don't ever look back, oh baby. Yes, I'm ready to jump. Okay, so Burberry made the other yes. So Burberry took a nose dive. <laughs> Literally. Literally. And again, it's literally like it's not even something that you can look at and be like, oh. So this is kind of a continuation of what we talked about in episode yeah. fifty-one. It's not Katy Perry's shoe. Okay. No, I saw it. This is a noose. Like again, nobody, nobody looked at this and said, "Is that a?" Noose? You know what? I'm starting to think with fashion. I'm seriously, I'm mm-hmm. not being facetious with this. I think I'm, I'm starting to believe with fashion that it has a little bit to do with what you said one time, and I think you kind of said it being cheeky, but I think you actually... Yes, I do. But I think it actually is true. These designers sometimes are very temperamental people, and, like, you know, you don't 
you don't argue with a designer. You right, don't question right. because he's the artist. Like Carl Lagerfeld and who just his, passed away. And it's his vision, you know? Right. So if somebody comes with a jacket with a noose around it, oh, the artiste. Right. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's so innovative. That's so... You're taking something tragic and making it fashion. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. I mean... Oh, haute couture. Oh my God, yes. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Yes, bravo, bravo. <laughs> and people eat it up, right. you know? So, anyway, bueno, tell us. Let, let, let's move on to fun things. And let's introduce our guest. Dale. Let's introduce our guest. Okay. Were you telling me to or were you? No, niño. Acaba to introduce our, da- our, our guest. La gente está manejando y el trabajo and they still haven't heard the interview. All I ever wanted, all I ever needed is here in my arms. Well, I don't know about that, but our guest, Orlando Leva, again, as we mentioned earlier, super funny comedian, has his own HBO special. We should start petitioning for ours. We should, right? We should. At the very least, we should get one on Mega TV. Y you know que la Mega se pega. Exactly. Oh, but here you go, guys. Without further ado, our interview with the really funny and super sweet... Orlando Leva. Welcome back, listeners. So, as promised, we have the insanely funny Orlando Leva with us. Uh, you may have seen him on Jimmy Fallon, on HBO. He has his own HBO special. Yeah. We don't have Fantastic, an HBO special. <laughs> they wouldn't even let me on Taxi Cab Confessions. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you really try that? Well, they told I me I was to- too boring. Oh, well. so I used to watch that. I used to be like, let's see what these what these degenerates are going to say today. Bueno, Orlando, welcome to Pero Let Me welcome, Tell You. Sir. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you, man. It is an honor. No, no, no. It's an honor to have you. Yep. So, so for, for those people who are like completely living under a rock, tell us a little bit of, you know, who you are and what your background is and, uh-huh. you know, exactly where we could find you and what you do. Bring us up to speed. Um, Orlando Leyva, stand-up comedian, originally from Dominican Republic, uh, born DR. in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, but I was born in Puerto Rico. My mom used to work there. Then she got deported, and uh, they didn't do the whole, like, they separate us now, you know? Oh, let's mm-hmm. put them in a cage. No, they punted me right across the water, <laughs> and they said... <laughs> They told my mom when he when he whenever he wants to come back he's allowed because he has the blue passport. But uh, I don't think I've ever heard of a Dominican being deported. Well, from Puerto Rico, yeah, from Puerto Rico. Oh, my mom was there with fake papers. Oh, okay. So that's it. She had fake papers. Traveled over to Puerto Rico, and she was already she smuggled me in, and in her womb, and then (laughs) she gave birth to to me. Yeah. She gave birth to me, so that made me a citizen. And then uh, someone ratted her out, and they booted her out of the country and sent me right along with her. So I got to grow up at DR and do the whole no electricity, no running lights uh, thing, which was always, uh, I didn't know any better, but it was, I guess it was rough. I didn't care. I had fun. I run around in my underwears. And then uh, did a whole lot of traveling between Puerto Rico and New York because it was cheaper to pay to get me a plane ticket out of DR than to pay the taxes to keep me in DR. Oh. Because they would charge U.S. citizens taxes to stay there. Then in order for me to leave, then I would have to pay this tax plus my plane ticket. 
So every time that like my time was up in the country, and they had to like kind of reset the clock, mm-hmm. they would just buy me a plane ticket and ship me off to New York or Puerto Rico. Right. right. And wow. I did that for a bunch of years till the age I would say till the age of uh, seven, mm-hmm. when I moved to Miami, Florida, and life was fantastic. Then. So you moved to Miami. At so I'm seven. a Miami boy. You I, well at seven years. Yeah. Well, I know so I'm you're... a Miami boy like all the way. Like I lived in Miami Springs. Went to Miami Springs Elementary. Then I went to PSN Elementary. Then I went to Miami Lakes Middle. Then I got kicked out and I went to JMN Opportunity over by Opalaka Airport. Then oh, I went to American High School. He really is from School. Miami. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then I went to American High School, got kicked out of there because I was running down the hallways with the ROTC rifles. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> As and, one does. And, yeah, because I was chasing this kid with the rifle to hit him with it because him and me had this whole thing, bad spy, good spy thing. He dropped mm-hmm. a garbage can on me from the second story uh-huh. of American High in the, a plastic one. Man, that caught me and knocked me out. Oh, man. It you got so knocked out by fun, a plastic bro. garbage can? Yeah, the plastic garbage cans in the hallways, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the hard ones. Dropped one on me from the in the atrium at American High School and hit me and knocked me out. And then when I came to a couple of days, it was like an everyday thing, me and this kid. I can't even remember his name, probably because of the garbage can hit to my head, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, so then I ended up in Miami Springs uh, High School, graduated from there, and... Uh, that's my alma mater. I love it. Miami Dade com- uh, College now because they're making it fancy, but it was just community college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is, as we say in Cuban, un arroz con mango. Yeah. Un arroz con mango, man. I try to teach that to L.A. people here. They're like, oh, what does that mean? I said, it's just not good. Just not good <laughs> Actually, if I've had arroz con mango. It's pretty tasty. You have? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's, I mean, if you okay. like, mangoes are good. Uh, now right? it's Rice probably carbs. in a Rocco Mango bowl because everything's Listen, a bowl now. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and argue with your palate, so uh, <laughs> let's just leave it there, brother. Okay, so you have I'll tell you ar- what. You know what I had yesterday? Crab. And I went to the sushi restaurant. There must be a Cuban that works back there <laughs> because I had crab and salmon croquetas. Mm-hmm. Together? I was like, Jesus Christ. Who invented this? I told the server that. Who invented this? By the way, $10 for two. Kind of a ripoff. Anyway, keep it moving. Did they call it a croquette? (laughs) Yeah, they called it a croquette. It was a croquette on the menu. I was like, I got to have this salmon and crab croquette. All right. So you're you're here, Miami, you know, Miami-Dade. Did you at that point know that you were wanting to be a comedian? Wait, I got to interrupt you for a second. Does your hat say hi, Aaliyah? Yeah. 100%. 100%. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Because yeah, I grew up uh, part of my, when I went to Miami Springs Senior High School, I was living at 40 West 27. So I lived right behind El Hipódromo, right there. High oh, there, my right God. There. You lived in, like, yeah. the epicenter. Yeah, so I lived right by, close to Palm Ave. But, like, when it was race season, man, shit, my apartment stunk, man. Because we were right by the... Where they kept all the horses by the, the horse yeah. or whatever. The heck Mira, eso para que tú veas that even though he's been on HBO, Jimmy Fallon living in LA, you could take the boy out of Hialeah, but you can't take Hialeah <laughs> out of the boy. <laughs> no, brother, no, 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 you can't, you can't. So, okay, okay. so you're Miami Dade, you know, doing your thing. Yes. When do you realize that you're either funny or that you want to be a comedian? Well, like in 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 like school, I believe maybe in junior high, they named me like funniest kid 
Okay. Me and this, I forgot her name. She'll kill me. Whatever. She, <laughs> if she listens to you guys, she, she'll she track me down on Facebook and cuss me out. So she was like, um, she, her and I got nominated funny. So I always had a sense of humor because I can't fight for my life depended on it. My mm-hmm. brothers could fight. They were the goons. They were like the guys that could do that. I didn't. I got to color and write poetry. I was sensitive, <laughs> you know, because I got protected by them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I remember being the funny kid. Then, you know, like all of us, we fall into the grown-up life. So mm-hmm. then I bounced around in jobs. And then my last job, I was a satellite engineer for CBS News over at WFOR and Doral. Yeah. So okay. I worked for them. Yeah, I covered the launches. I covered Trayvon Martin. I covered hurricanes. I would chase hurricanes from the Keys. Oh, shit. This up is the recent. Coast. Yeah. So I did that. Photojournalist, photo, photo too. I became there. An editor became there, too. Uh, that was my home. I still love those guys. But something along the way, just there was something that was always missing. And I was some way, somehow, always involved in entertainment. It attracted me. My buddies, they used to have a group, Sofla Kings. I used to hang out with them. Adrian Santaya, which is uh, Drop, he used to record, uh, he recorded like Lean Back with Fat Joe. So I used to be, he was the best man at my wedding. Uh, Pitbull, me and Pitbull knew each other like when Pitbull was just, just making it. Yeah, <laughs> when he was Armando. No, he was always Pitbull. I think I met Pitbull right after he took off his goals because he used to have goals in his mouth. And he used to go to my buddy's Jay's Napa Auto Parts uh, to get parts when his car would break down. So we kind of like would pass each other. But once we were both, I used to hang out with these guys called the Sofla Kings too. Mm-hmm. I, they were my buddy. I was like their manager. I didn't know nothing about managing, <laughs> but um, somehow, somewhere. And then I ended up with this group called uh, Dorks Morons Geeks, and they were a band, and they never had an opening act, so they used to have me go up and like uh, warm up the crowd. And I, hey guys, and put you know, no one's showing up. It's only like twenty people in the club. We're at oxygen downstairs at oh wow in the Grove in the Grove. Grove. Uh, in the Grove. And I'm gathering people, and I was tell jokes, and people would kind of move close. By the way, you know, hindsight, right next to the improv, you know? Right, this is right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't even think of it. And then um, that kind of fell through, and I remember I went up to New York with my wife, and we went to go see Kyle Grooms, which he now lives in Florida. And I saw him perform, and he also worked... Uh, Kyle Groom has been on the Chappelle show and everything. Mm-hmm. He used to work at Univision, even though he doesn't speak Spanish, back in the day, <laughs> before he did the Chappelle show and became a full-time stand-up. Mm-hmm. Saw him. I got the bug. I walked out. I told my wife, I think I could. I, sh- I want to try that. She was like, try it. It's your birthday. Next morning, I called from New York down to Miami Improv. I signed up for the first open mic. And I want to say... Uh, we're in 2019. I'm about to make my ninth year. Uh, that was 2010. Wow. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. So which really... is cr- crazy. I'm a grown man. You get me? Like I have a, I live right there. I don't live. I'm roads adjacent. Me and my wife have a house in roads adjacent. So right off of 12 and like coral way, you know, like not in the road. So we're not paying right, the roads right. type of prices. Uh-huh. So we have front yard, backyard house. You know, dogs, the whole nine, and now here I go talking about. Oh, let me let me follow my dream. 
and uh, I dove in, head in first, man. I cashed so, in my 401k and moved to L.A. Wow. After three wow. years in Miami. Three years in Miami. Doing the comedy thing. Like doing the comedy work. thing. Cutting your teeth, kind of. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making, making, making it happen, you so know? That... But I calculated my age at the time. So, shoot. Um, I want to say at the time I'm like 32 or when I started. Mm-hmm. So I was just like... Nah, man, I gotta make this happen, dude. I gotta well, make this. It's funny because thirty-two is not old, but to start yeah. such a drastic, you know, like you said, you were a grown-up already. Yeah, you know, well, you had I a house was living a it's, life. It's scary. You know, my wife, we're, we're making, you know, my wife is clearing uh, over a hundred k. I'm clearing. I'm like at sixty, seventy. You know, like right. we're we're we have a life, dude. No kids, thank God. But that makes it easier, life. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll let you guys talk. Let me take a break. <laughs> <laughs> so your first night in the open mic of, of you know the improv here in Miami and we um you know we've been to the improv here and we love it and so we we know exactly what you stepped into. How was yeah. it? You know, because a lot of times these success stories, like maybe the first yeah. night was a total fail. Did did you like right away did you completely win over the audience? Uh yes. I had what I said I can't remember. I don't remember my jokes. I was just, uh, I'm naturally funny. And I also have that, um, uh, I, I like ability, like ability and being adorable. I come to entertain. I come to serve. So I operate my whole life. It comes from a place of serving. Mm -hmm, So this weird thing where, you know, your creator, your, the universe, God, whatever you want to name, it kind of takes care of you when you operate from a place of service, you know? Right. That's beautiful. So my whole life has always been that way. Yeah. Well, I have to say, you know, you're, you mentioned adorable. So that is the name of your HBO special. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. having seen in that and, you know, your other acts, I mean, obviously when you're on network TV, you got to keep it, you know, PG, but I get the feeling that, you know, as, as, you're not a quote-unquote, you know, raunchy comic. You're not really about, you know, cursing and just being vulgar for the sake of vulgarity. Was that a choice you made? Or is that just oh. to kind of say what you were saying? Like, that's just who you are. You know, you're just not that guy. That's who I, that's who I, that's who I am. Um, obviously, for TV, you kind of clean it up more. But if you come to a live show, you're going to hear uh, uh, a fuck or a damn or, right. or shit. Because I'm... Most of my, I'm not telling jokes. Most of it is stories. Right. So I can't, I can't, I'm not going to tell you that when I slammed my hand on, on the car door, I said, darn it. Right. Or, right. Oh, H E double hockey sticks, man. This isn't growing pains. This is real life. You know? so, so it's like, I, I get, so sometimes I, it's kind of, it doesn't worry me or whatnot. Cause a lot of the comments I get, you're so clean. And it's like, yeah, you're only seeing me of a spurt of a uh, fifteen minutes, five minutes around town. Mm, you know, older right. with older people usually talk to me like that. But then when I do long sets, even they, I know I cursed in it. I know I said right. stuff I wasn't, because clean goes both ways. Like I have that, I have a, a joke where I say, uh, "You guys are being rookies. I see you out here with your wives, and you're uh, you're just." You're trying to get her in the right mood, but all I see you is giving her liquor. So you're not following the right recipe. It has to be liquor, liquor, mm. water, liquor, mm. liquor, water. You can't just be liquor, 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 because you're not going to get the right one. When you get home, you're going to be like, 
hey, babe, come on, let's play, let's fool around. She's going to be like, no, I don't want to fool around because you gave her too much liquor. And then she (laughs) finally says, you want it so bad? Here, take it. It's yours. Now you as a man are scared. You're like, no, I don't want it anymore. Last time you got like that, you scratch me and you try to use a thumb on me. (laughs) And people laugh. You know, so it has a little. But you understand, that joke, you can't say that on The Tonight Show or on Cable late night shows, maybe I could get away from it. But like a tonight show, and so it's not proper. It's like what, what, what? You know, they're yeah, gonna man. question it. Yeah. So it's uh, not. I'm not cursing. I'm not saying. But I'm dancing around yeah. as, a very blue area. Yeah. As know? I as I say sometimes, you you're you're being delightfully inappropriate. Which is you're not. Oh, I love that. You know, you're not I outright saying that. something, that is but fantastic way of putting it. <laughs> delightfully inappropriate. Yeah, actually, delightfully speaking inappropriate. Speaking of hey, delightful make t-shirts, that is a beautiful t-shirt. Speaking of delightful, inappropriate. Um, so I I loved your set on Jimmy Fallon. Um, yes. I distinctly remember it a couple of months ago and I was a big fan and you know I went back and looked at a lot of your stuff online so I have to say your wife must be a very good sport <laughs> oh she is man she is she understands it my wife used to be um... hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is it? A pageant? And a singer, so she sang like on oh. on the Christina show. Oh wow! She's she was gonna be the opener for El Puma. Like, oh my gosh! She, yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. My wife was like a like a like a child type of prodigy, you can say. She modeled. She did all that. She was like Miss Columbia, whatever in Miami, you know. So she understands the world, and uh, she she knows that I'm a sponge. So anything that happens, I'm gonna probably talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So I have she to was see- there, and she was there. And the thing was, here's like you know behind the curtain story. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, before we went on air, he says this guy I met him backstage. He gave me the most warm introduction before bringing me out before the TV audience. This is for the audience on mm-hmm. on oh, wow. on set in the in the in the studio. He's giving me such a He's here. He's making his late night debut. His wife is here, you know. And the first thing I do is I come out and I'm like, I like missing my wife. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, the I call I call this guy the Vince Lombardi of late night sets, which is uh, a guy by the name of uh, Michael Cox. You can mm-hmm. look him up. Mm-hmm. He is the booker of the Tonight Show. Oh. He works with you. He helps you mold. 
Uh, he's not writing jokes for you, but he's like, hey, Orlando, that joke about a thumb up the ass, I mm-hmm. don't think that's going to fly. He's that guy. He yeah. gives okay. you the parameters so you can play between here and here, right? So that guy uh, and myself were both kind of worried. He, he knew as being a guy who studies comedy and is in the comedy world, he knew that that was funny. But in today's climate, right. he didn't know if that was going to go over well. I like missing my wife. Actually, I love missing my wife. If I believe if I didn't, if I wasn't, uh, uh, como dice mi abuela, si Dios no me había dejado un don, if I hadn't had the blessing yeah. that my creator gave me, and I have this stupid, silly face that I look kind of like a bear and kind of like a like an idiot. You know, I wouldn't have been able to get away with it. If I would have been like a nice jawline, hey, guys, welcome, everybody. If I would have been that guy and said that line, I don't think yeah. that line would have Yeah, flew. that's true. So I flew. So it was It's great. funny because in that set and in a few of your sets, you mentioned, which that's the part that, I mean, I was laughing in the entire set, but in particular when you talk about um, Chip and Joanna from yeah. the Magnolia line yeah and it's funny yeah. because like i do feel that their show for so many people it's like yeah. addictive it's like a lifestyle and whenever yeah. i see now these guys because they have like a, a line at target yeah. and they have like a whole mm-hmm. section of target that's about them whenever i see like these men there with their wives you know looking at like you know a cashmere throw or at, like you know some uh, <laughs> Listeners, he's holding up an, an HGTV, HGTV mug. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, these guys, as he calls it, are evolved. Yes, yeah, and clearly yeah, yeah. it's not just I'm for the skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, another story. So that same week or the following week, you'll see that Joanna and Chip went on the show. I get a text from one of the producers on the show, telling me. I'm in the hallway right now watching Chip Gaines repeat your jokes back to uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> and they were like, they're, they were like, they're telling me this is happening. I go, oh, are you serious? And they were like, because right away, a lot of people embraced me there. Man, I, I got to tell you guys, one of the best experiences of my life. That whole show is set up for you to succeed. So the Tonight Show, Who's they that? came and... And they they set up the whole night the whole night for you to succeed. That's what it is. The that's whole, awesome. Everything about the show is for you to succeed. Everybody's there. I feel that's the type of place that if you're having a bad day and you work there, they send you home. They're yeah. like, don't worry, we're gonna pay you. Just go home. Your <laughs> vibe is off. I really so they, like Jimmy Fallon. I feel that Jimmy Fallon. I mean, you've met him. I haven't. He he yeah. seems to be the type of person in real life that he you know shows to the world. Um, he seems to be like a really nice nurturing yeah. guy. I have, I've, I have friends who work there, and I also have um, people who used to work there. Like for example, my agent, uh, Katie Edwards, she works at APA now. She used to be a page at, for the Tonight Show. Oh, wow. So it's like she's the lowest of the lowest in the totem pole of employees, right. and she got treated top top notch in everything you know they treated her well she has nothing bad to say about the tonight show and and she's been around me like that we've been drinking and i'm like katie nothing <laughs> nothing so when i went there that's what i that's what i received and like i said he wasn't supposed to come into the green room 
he came in twice and wow. each time it was like for 15 minutes just going back and forth and talking and we're talking about comedy and we're talking about him being a just for last and we're talking about <clears throat> being a friar which is this club just for mm-hmm. stand-up comics up in new york and he's a member and i want to be a member but oh, i wow. need to get co-signed for by like three other friars mm. you know and he was just honored that i that I knew all that stuff, that I wasn't just, you know what I'm saying? I'm not just a guy that came out of college and just from college went into stand-up. I, I kind of, Sebastian Menescalco, I remember one time I was going to hang it up. I was still in Florida. Uh, I'm two years in. I started working with Sebastian Menescalco. If you don't know Sebastian Menescalco, look him up. He just sold out Madison Square Garden four oh my nights. Gosh. Wow. You know, he did two nights at Madison Square Garden, four shows total sold them all out. That's like 18,000 people each show. And Sebastian Menescalco, I asked him, I said, man, I feel like I got into this too late. He goes, no, man, you have experience. You've lived. You're a man. You're grown. You're not just some guy who came out of college and is like, my mom, just figuring it out. You know, like you actually figured out life to a certain degree. Now you can talk on it and people are listening. And they'll be original. Well, know? yeah, I mean, like for example, That's in that true. same skit of 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 in Jimmy Fallon, everything you talked about in that show, I feel, are things that most people are everyday things that most people can relate to that we probably don't even give too much thought in. But then when you mentioned it, especially in such a humorous way about like like when you're watching. Um, What's the one where they pick the house? House Hunters. It's true. You get, like, really yeah. involved. And I'm the like, first one. That I'm like, pick the craftsman, you know, four-bedroom. And I'm like, why do yeah, I even yeah, yeah. care? Like, like, Why do we care? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> why There's another joke this? to that, which is, like, uh, uh, that's the only time that I can really beat my wife and celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> when I pick the right house. <laughs> I beat her, and I'm like, yeah. I told you they were going to pick the finished basement. I told you. <laughs> That was right. So let's talk a little bit about Netflix. I mean, that's yeah. huge. HBO. HBO, I'm sorry. That's huge yeah. in like the 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 um you know, stand-up world. How did that happen? Uh just a grind, man. Just a grind. Again, I'll bring up his name again. Michael Cox uh over at the Tonight Show. He uh he gave me one of the best compliments. Low-key compliments online. When I did The Tonight Show, when I was making my debut at The Tonight Show, he decided to post up, and this is what he posted on his Facebook, which, you know, other other entertainment people, behind-the-scenes people are reading his right, post. Right. And on his post, again, Michael Cox, the Vince Lombardi of, of, of Tonight Shows, he tells me, he wrote on his post, Orlando Leyva, finalist at Big Sky Comedy Festival, finalist at Laughing Skull Comedy Festival, finalist at Stand Up for Diversity. And tonight he's making his uh, late night debut. That meant so much for me. And that was his way of letting the industry know this kid didn't just come out of anywhere. He's Mm -hmm. been out there for the last three years grinding, making it, meeting people. To me, it hasn't been grinding. I've, been, I've just been doing the work. I don't have a job. I get to put in the work because the work is the purpose. So my purpose is to serve you guys and make you guys laugh. That's my genuine purpose inside. So once you know your purpose, now you do the work. 
right now. I don't have. I, I just do the work. It. it. It so, really is. So something I've always been really curious about comedians, especially you, since you you know you you talk so much about like your your wife and and your life. You know, it, are you just sitting there sometimes and something happens and you're like, wow, this. I, I gotta write this down. I gotta file it away, put mental note or something. Yeah. Um, do you keep notes on that, or just you know, does it come spontaneous? Uh, but it just it just triggers. There's certain things that trigger in my brain, and then it files away. Right. And then I'm like, oh, that'll be cool. And then like sometimes it's happen. It happens, and I just keep it moving. I just I just keep moving. Right. I just keep moving, man. I and but there's something that that jumps back there, you know, and stays there. Like, uh, I have a bit about going into, it was the gap and I asked for a pair of jeans and, uh, I didn't want to even try on the jeans. And that's, I was like, Oh, they'll be nice to go get those jeans. And I'm like, I don't, those jeans are ripped. I don't believe in wearing ripped jeans. I've already been poor. I don't need to keep on <laughs> pretending like we got a little bit of money. I don't, I don't need to pretend I'm poor anymore. I've already worn jeans like that in real life in Dominican <laughs> Republic. I don't, you know. And my mom would sew them back up, so it wasn't yep. even like they yep. lasted that long. Yep. You know, she would put a patch on them and keep it moving. And uh, and she goes, try on the jeans. And then I say, well, I'll I'll listen to I'll listen to her now, so I don't have to listen to her later. Right. Pick so I go inside and I try on the jeans. Right. But when I go inside, I ask the the sales kid. Hey, buddy, do you have my size in those jeans? He goes, oh, no, we don't have that size. Like, he said it kind of loud, and right. something happened inside of me. Like, it started bothering me. So then I go, okay, I get it. Uh, you, you you ran out of my size. And I start making my way out of the store. He tells me, oh, no, we never have that oh. size. And, and and I was like, this, this is an outrage. And I went with my finger. So that automatically started writing itself. Right. That made the, and I just turned it up. So then I talk about how I just turned into an 87 Jewish guy on stage when I start sprinkling the comedy. And I yelled at him in the store, but not at him. I just said, this is an outrage because I felt like everybody looked at me and they were like, who's this fatty McFat that can't fit into the jeans? You know, and he didn't have to put it that way. So and then I, I then I start exaggerating and I talk about how. I I, I'm, I yell at him and I said, I'm writing an email and I drive to a public library. I could have wrote the email on my phone, but I felt like I needed the whole computer because you need to feel my anger. You're going to feel my anger on this keyboard, right? That keyboard and is going to get it. Yeah. And, to, and like and like a month later, I get a coupon for a free pair of jeans. And then I say, yeah, I, I still can't wear the jeans, but whatever. A win is a win. A win is a win. So that whole that whole thing just uh, amplifies, and now I chunk that and I put that under the subject. Uh, that's under the subject of me. I'm getting older and I'm getting petty, like I'm petty. So now, and then people say, "Oh, petty's a bad thing," but I'm like, "No, I'm petty with a purpose." Like now, I come, I write bad Yelp reviews. I never did that before. Mm -hmm. Something what didn't taste good, I just didn't eat there. And I'm like, now I write. Like, yo, the pasta was fucking cold. What are you talking about, dog? <laughs> so I, I'll complain on a restaurant. 
I'm an internet snitch, man. I've become an internet is, is snitch. Is that also because you've evolved? <laughs> yeah, because I've evolved. I've evolved. I like- oh, you should see me. I, I have unfriend th- Tuesdays, like friends that post up stuff I don't like. Uh-huh. I unfriend them like that. I low-key report people, too. I'm that guy. I report people. I don't care. Dude. I don't I, care. I do like and petty my bu- with a purpose, and my though. buddy said... What was that? I do like when you said you're petty with a purpose. Yeah, I am petty with a purpose. Look, like I called, like I, I called Apple, right? Because customer service, because they didn't upgrade to my phone. They snuck into my house in the middle of the night, <laughs> like freaking uh, burglars, right? And upgrade my phone without asking me. They upgrade my phone. I try to go to the gym. My music doesn't play anymore. It has it's scratching. Oh, mm-hmm. It's scratching. It's like eat, 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 like a scratch CD mm-hmm. or scratch record. I call Apple and I say, hey guys, you guys did this update. And now my music is scratching. They tell me, oh, yes, Mr. Labor, we've been receiving calls about the fo- that particular uh, whatever Modern, uh, yeah. glitch mm-hmm. in our system. Here's what you need to do. You need to delete your musical application, reinstall your musical application, and download all your music again back from the cloud. Can you do that? And I answered her, hey... You lost me at what you need to do. And I hung up the phone because I don't work for Apple. You get me? They don't pay my life insurance, bro. They don't pay my health insurance. I don't wear a genius shirt. I'm the furthest thing from a genius. Just create another upgrade that fixes your last upgrade. Don't if you're have such me a genius. Yeah. And here it is. Yo, listen. They did that. That in the following upgrade, they fixed my musical glitch situation. And it's I'm all because of Orlando. It is. Yeah, they won't say it, but it petty is. Petty with a purpose. Petty with a purpose. I am petty with Beat a it. purpose. Beat it. I am petty for all of us. Yeah. I'm not just petty for me. I am a society petty contributor. On behalf of society, I thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. I have to tell you that in a few of your pictures, when you let your hair down, and I mean this as a yeah. compliment, you look like The weekend. I look like the weekend, yeah. But that was uh, that was uh, a few days. Now I just look like one of the purple minions. <laughs> Have you seen the? Yo, my wife burned me with that. I was just I was, and I just get out of nowhere just a random picture, and it's a picture of me with my hair out, and then a side by side with one of the purple minions. And I was like, holy crap! I look like a purple minion. That was pretty cool. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, yeah. Anyway, when, okay, back to our interview mode. Oh, God, yeah, no. So where do you see yourself in five years? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. That's not a job interview. What, what, um, <laughs> what, what's, what's down the line? What what are some, you know, I mean. You, what's coming you, up? You, you, just just um, comedy, man. Just I, I, I yeah. just want to stay in this lane. And everything else that I've received has been from the comedy. So I've already done the Tonight Show. I got a 30-minute uh, HBO special. Mm-hmm. I did an animated film called Lewis and the Aliens. That already came out. It went straight to DirecTV. The buddies awesome. that have kids are like, yo, is that you? It is you. <laughs> I just saw you in the credits. My kid is watching your movie. I was like, well, it's not my movie. I'm just a character in the movie. I'm one of the main characters because I play an alien called Wobble. It's called Lewis and the Aliens, the movie. So all that just came from the stand-up. So... Here's my theory, guys. If I just stick it out with this stand-up, well, I might win an Oscar, man. Oh, why not? Oh, why not? You never know. This you is... never know. I'm not saying I'm aiming for that, 
because that sounds like a lot of work, and I do suffer from lazy tendencies. But listen, just maybe, maybe something maybe. magical like that know. will happen. So, are you on tour now, or? Yeah, just tour. If you just go to heylando.com and you check tour, you see all my dates and whatnot. Awesome. Okay, we gotta so, see him I'm when he's in town. Fun. I was gonna say, are you coming yeah, down to Miami? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm coming to Miami, and I'm excited about it. I still haven't had the date. And it's like the Miami Improv is home. And what's yeah. amazing that even though they closed it down and they opened a new one yeah, in the route, <clears throat> uh, my, really nice. my, my piece, my, my, my crew is still there. The two general managers really? are Melissa and Justin. And they're, they came back to open that one. Oh, so wow. it's like, even though it's at a different location, it's there. But in Miami, you guys have great comedians. They just had Nary Signs. Uh, oh, Ramon Garcia. He's a Those friend of the podcast. Actually, yeah, we we know Nary and his wife. Yeah, they're yeah, they're they're part of our network. Yeah, yeah, Vanessa, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're part. We're part of the yeah. Geek Pro network. network. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Nary Nary Science, he, he was like when we used to do we used to do a thing called Brown Rice Comedy because it's good for you, and uh, <laughs> at the Miami Improv, right? And Nary was always there. Ramon Garcia was always there, and myself was always there. So those those are like my my crew and then a bunch of us got on airplanes and moved to LA. So the first one Miami guy that moved to LA was Dave Williamson. Then Forrest Shaw came out here. Then uh uh John Wynn and myself came out here. Al Jackson, which he's uh he's from out of town but he started doing comedy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother Ricky Cruz, he's still in Miami. He does he's doing a show at the improv. I think it's called At Midnight or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a late night dirty show at the oh. Miami Improv. So you guys uh, look it up. And those are all amazing comics, man, that I've been blessed to be around. I might come in as a feature with Michael Yo because that's like my brother. But um, we are working on like one whole weekend, you know, Thursday through Saturday at uh, the Miami Improv. That's awesome. You know? This is home. Yeah, I, yeah I no, I'm excited. I'll do press like crazy. It'll, it'll be like a great homecoming, you know. So and My I, whole family's there, you know. So I, you're the only one who left Miami? Your whole family's still here? Yeah, the whole family's still there, man. My wife's side of the family, my side of oh, the wow. family. Everybody's there. Man. So I'm curious, now that you know you're Miami and living in L.A., um, I know that they say a lot of times that L.A. and Miami are kind of sister cities. What can you say about that? They're not sister city. Uh, L.A. is very cold in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to find your vibe. You got to find a good troop. Miami is more welcoming. There's more thing, But understand everybody's here. It's about their business. Yeah. They're trying to break in. They're trying. So it's hard for to build a community here of friends. It's taken me five years, and I got a I got a decent community, mind you. That inner circle is all Miami people. Oh, you know? all <laughs> in <Miami> LA, <laughs> and we are a gang. Like uh, I I have new Miami friends who like that I never knew in Miami, but as soon as they know that I'm my a Miami guy, Just, oh okay, we're good. Yeah, and, and we yeah we come together because they're we do march to a different beat. Uh, uh, I'm Dominican, but I grew up around Cuban. The Cuban in L.A. completely different than the Cuban in Miami. Yeah. Cuban in L.A. very low key, very right. uh, soft spoken, very a soft spoken Cuban. I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very soft spoken. Very like 
it, it's a different vibe. But it becomes that whole, I understand, like, going to Washington Heights and being Dominican in Washington Heights is the equivalent of being yeah. uh, Cuban my, in Miami. Is that True. rowdiness. There's so many of us that we have to talk loud to overpower yeah. the other. Not, nobody will hear each other. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. I end up moving to this part of town in L.A., this beautiful city called Glendale. It's right nice. next to Hollywood. It's mm-hmm. great. I love it because it's real uh, people here. Everybody, you know, my next-door neighbor has his own mechanic shop. He goes, It's like regular blue-collar people yeah. live in Glendale, along with a few entertainers. But Glendale, the majority is Armenians. They're Armenians. Oh. Armenians are the Cubans of uh, Los Angeles. Oh, that's Armenian. awesome. They're rowdy. They're rowdy. They're, most of them drive BMWs. They wear jewelry. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the best part. That's the accurate part. Yo, no, listen, there's two BMW dealerships and three used BMW dealerships oh, here by different owners. Oh, it's you not know? like a franchise. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. They have a major franchise that is just like Bremen in okay. on on Biscayne, which is huge, two stories, mm-hmm. everything is the number one car sold in this thing. Crime is low. There's no crime in my city. There's hella credit card fraud though, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you know, it's like, and uh, and and they have their own businesses and everything. So I, I remember, I said, man, Armenians are the Cubans. Of LA. You had me at BMW. That's what I say about in Miami here is like everybody here drives a BMW and lives in inefficiency. Yeah. No, here is more like everybody, they have houses, but everybody lives. They have the same culture, a Latino culture. They don't care that Abuela lives in the house, mm-hmm. and they don't care that they're yeah. 30 and they still sleep in the same bedroom that they did as a kid. <laughs> it's it's pretty dope. Like, yeah. the family thing. They look out for me, man. I never had... I've come home 3 in the morning, y hay una abuela from Armenia outside looking over the streets, yo. Wow. Yeah. Ready to call the cops you know, yeah. if anything happened. There's a little old lady or an old man smoking a cigarette, and they nod their head at me because I'm a, I'm one of their kids now, man. They see me coming, oh, that's Orlando. He's the funny one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I first got here, I was suspect to them, but now they trust me. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool, man. You're yeah, one awesome. of them. That's awesome. Who knew Armenians, Cubans? Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> and they're the same thing, dude. They're doctors, they're lawyers, they're judges, they're hustlers. Yeah. They yeah. own they, some of them own beeper shops. I don't yeah. know who's getting beepers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm using the same but codes. I, I'm not gonna question it. You know, I also went into a pizza shop the other day. They they looked at me like I was an alien. I was like, yo, what's up? Uh, hey, can I get a pizza? Because it was just a random mom and pop mm-hmm. pizza store, and he looked like, nah, dude. I was like, I was like, you guys aren't really a pizza shop, right? <laughs> I told them to that face, and they were like, no, no, we make pizza, we make pizza, and I was like, nah. He pulled out the pizza, and it was these little personal pizzas, like raised pizzas, uh-huh. but tiny. That looked like it, bro. He was making the journals, bro. He was, he was, he wasn't, he, 
It was kind of like, yo, let me make this. Let's have this in the fridge just in case. Por si acaso. Por si acaso. Por si acaso. I was just like, nah, I'm okay. Sorry to bother your enterprise. I don't know what she's going here. And I don't so want to This know. is clearly a laundry, and I'm not talking about clothes. <laughs> and I kept it moving, bro. I kept it moving, so. I kept it moving. I don't... Well, Orlando, this has been a blast. Oh, God, we yeah. can't thank you enough for being on our show. Uh, oh, I, I, I love it. Me. I love it that you know you you pretty you know you're from not only that you're from Miami, but you you know you really went out there and and pursued your dream. Yeah. And you know yeah. you you're weren't 18; it. you were a man. Como dice, y'all with responsibilities. Hecho that hecho, and you went with a four one k, bro. With a four one k, yeah. But. Let's all bringing it all together. They all all those jobs had one something in common. They were all jobs. Yeah, yeah. Jobs. They weren't. Uh, they weren't a purpose. They weren't what I really wanted to do. That I didn't even know. But somewhere along the line, some something decided to open up for me and showed me this is the work. This is what yeah. you're supposed to do. That's okay. awesome, and and man, it doesn't matter how old you are; it really doesn't. <laughs> I I heard this this dude, this Kentucky Fried Chicken dude, Colonel Sanders, whatever his name is. He started after he had retired. Oh, he yeah. was already retired, and then he started Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's never too late, man. If you just stay focused and think about what you want to do, and the main thing is to stay focused on what you want to do. Like if you guys want to have the best podcast ever. I swear on everything that I hold dearly, all the answers will start coming to you. So, I mean, that's a great way to yeah. end. And, yeah. and, and you we're, definitely we're, got a purpose, my friend. Yeah. And we're proud of you. You're from Miami. <laughs> yeah, no, man, guys, I can't even thank you because this is, I can't tell you how sweet this is just to be able to, like, I'm talking to I'm talking to my boys. I, I, I win Orlando. We could be talking all night. Thank you. Thank you so much thank for being you, on yes. the show. Appreciate thank you taking time. So, and Thank please let us know when you're in town. Absolutely. I will. I will. Just check me out. All social media is Hey Lando. Hey Lando. Hey Lando.com. At Hey Lando on social media. Uh, you guys got some great Miami comics. Make sure you go out there and support them. Absolutely. Ricky Cruz, I think he has a show coming up at, at the Improv. It's like a midnight show where it gets real dirty and real nasty. It's all about cursing and sex. It's so awesome. <laughs> and uh, Nery Signs, he's one of the OGs there. He yeah. knows. You know, he has the, uh, what's up, what is it, Woobro? It's Woobro, well, it's Geek Bro Network of the podcast, he's got Woobro, he's got Mount Geekmore, he's got a bunch of them. Just support the local talent. Absolutely, uh, that's worth it. Let me tell, let me tell you something, (laughs) it's it's fucking amazing, what a great name that is. Thank you, it's very Miami. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know, it's right up there with Deja La Guaperia, Burger King. Thanks a lot. All right, brother. Have a great day. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me again, brother. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Well, we we already did the welcome back, Cotter thing jingle in episode, our first episode of season two. But anybody, bueno, welcome back. Bienvenidos. Uh, Wasn't that a fun interview? That was a great interview, especially when we started talking about how, like, that's what he was. You know, here's here to provide that service. Like, that service, people yeah. Laugh, and now we all have like that purpose. I mean, yeah, it's I, I love it when. No offense, Orlando, but I don't expect comedians to be deep. No, actually, that's what I was about to say. When you know, we we think 
I don't know why we often think comedians as maybe one dimensional. Right. And, and, you know, we often as an audience sometimes forget that they're obviously very multidimensional people yeah. more than most. Uh, most dark. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just great to see, like, you know, where, who he is and where he came from and how that affects his comedy and, and his routine. So it's it, good to see a Miami boy do good. Absolutely. So it was really a pleasure to have him on. So I'm thirsty. Del <laughs> Do you know what a carajo means? Yeah, it's the, the crow's nest. Yes, on the boat. On the, on the on the, that's why they say, vete pal carajo. <laughs> anyway, it's soda time, people. It's the last Coca-Cola del desierto. And here yes. we go. So, my last Coke of the Desert goes to the Academy Awards. Like, as an entity? As an entity, the Oscars, whatever. All and and this is both a good soda and a bad soda. But let me tell you something. But let me tell you. Okay. El, este año... The Academy Awards ha sido un desastre, and it hasn't even happened. First, they have the hosting debacle with Kevin. Again, they could have called us. I know, right? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> Do you know how many people they would have had to go through before they got to us? Mira, instead of, you know when, when Justin Timberlake opened up with, uh, Can't stop the feeling. We'll start with the theme of Que Pasa USA. <laughs> and then we'll go, Oye, oye. Of course, she'll make an appearance. You know, she she is an Academy Award uh, nominated oh, musician right for, for Music of My Heart. And your love is the music of... Why are we in such a singing mood today? What, you know. Anyway, so it goes to the Academy Award. First of all, they had the Kevin Hart debacle. Right. Which I thought they handled poorly right. because... If he didn't want to do it, first of all, I well, we already talked about that here, yeah, so everybody knows what we think about. And it, so, if he wasn't going to host it, then just pick another damn host. I mean, how hard can that be? I'm sure there's a lot of people who wanted to host the Academy Awards. Rita Ora springs to mind. Rita Ora will do it. You know, just pick another damn host. Then they had that awful that i remember when it came out you and i did the eye roll right, the that awful movie. the the, uh, the academy award in popular film goes to the avengers <laughs> iron man 22 you know batman infinity you know whatever i'm making shit up at this point so then they got rid of that category because right. that was a disaster and then now the last you know <laughs> mojon was that they said that they, there was four awards they were not going to put on air during, during the commercials. they're going to do during the commercials so you've now taken the legitimacy out of those awards and the importance yes 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 so it's like i feel that they didn't I mean, everything that... Well, not everything that could have gone wrong. I mean, there's more that could go wrong. But it's like, metieron la pata over and over again. So, the Academy Awards, you know, you need a Coke to refresh yourself. That's so, that truck up. here's the Coke, you know, the last Coke in the desert goes to you. And I think they're the official sponsor. So, they, they are? <laughs> well, I think they're the so, official it'll be interesting. You know what? They should open up the, these Academy Awards with the same musical number that they opened up the 1989 Academy Awards, which was the last time that they didn't have a host. And it was so horrifically awful. Debbie Allen? No. With Snow White and Rob Lowe? Yes, and Rob Lowe. Okay. It's hor have you seen it? It's horrific. It's it's terrible. But it's actually wonderful at the same time. So maybe they should just recreate that. Let's do it. 2019. Let's do it. Instead of, you know, Snow White, it could be Moana. Uh-huh. Moana. And The Rock. Uh-huh. The Rock will do it. The Rock will do it. He's the game. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so my last soda... 
goes to the Heifer Corporation. Myla Soda has absolutely. You're never gonna. You, okay, I'm just gonna jump in, and now I now this stupid site went down. So Myla Soda goes to a gentleman by the name of Kenneth Conan. Okay. okay. Now, when Kenneth Conan was 18, don't okay. laugh at this. He saved the heifer? No. When he was 18, he was involved in a horrible cheerleading accident that left him paralyzed, essentially, from the biceps down. Okay, why on earth would I laugh at that? I don't know, because sometimes you laugh at things that are, like, if I want to say, like, a cheerleading accident. I would never laugh at okay. that. Okay. You would laugh at that. I would. So, <gasps> I'm so offended that you think I would laugh at that. Okay, continue. All right. So, I stumbled upon Kenneth's story, and the reason that I'm giving him the last soda, when I was actually looking at an article on out.com about Jesse Smollett. And, you know, you, you scroll down, and sometimes it's like related articles, or, you know, new, new articles, or whatever. Uh-huh. I clicked on it, because apparently, Kenneth Conan, despite being a quadriplegic, his dream had always been to be in an adult movie. And he has now achieved that goal. He's he he did porn. <laughs> he did a porn. He can't move. He's in his chair, and he had always wanted to do uh, gay adult porn, and he has now lived his dream. Listeners, if you could see the look on DJ's face right now. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to episode fifty-one of Pero. Let me tell you. We hope you have a wonderful week, Pero Friday. No, but listen, you know what? That just goes to show you, everybody. Okay, and here I was thinking. Here I was thinking that you were gonna say that he opened up like a cheerleading camp for quadriplegic children (laughs) who wanted to be cheerleaders, and he was giving them a chance. And that's honestly the route that I thought this was taking. But the dude wanted to do porn. He wanted to do porn. And he has now done one. So I put him out there having the last soda because it just goes to show that just because you may have certain limitations in your life, you should never let that stop you from going after your dream. And doing porn. And doing porn. Listen, you have to be body positive, right? You know, just because you have a, a disability doesn't mean you are disabled. I totally agree with that. I just did not know that. I didn't expect that this was the way the story was going to go. So, um, Kenneth McKernan. Kenneth uh, Conan. This Coke is for you. This soda is for you, sir. <laughs> On that note. It's not easy to make him speechless, ladies and gentlemen. On that note, <laughs> we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. Well, I definitely learned that a quadriplegic can be a porn. And grab your pastelito and your croqueta and your jupina, and we'll see you next week for episode 52 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Yes, we will. Bye. Bye bye. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.